Hello and welcome to the Simple Classroom Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Sutherland, and I am so excited that you're here. Oh, sweet summertime is just about here. In fact, at the time that I am recording this podcast, I have about three weeks of school left, but by the time you hear it, I think I will just be starting summer break. Like I will be on day one or like official day one, maybe that Monday, my first Monday of summer. So it felt apropos to talk to you guys this week about planning your best summer ever. So let's get started. To me, summertime needs to be synonymous with rest, but so often, year after year after year, summer break comes and goes, and I feel a little bit frazzled, a little bit like it went by too fast, I didn't get everything done that I wanted, I didn't get to rest or to relax as much as I wish that I had, so I want to take the intentional approach this year. I want to plan to have a good summer, which might sound counterintuitive. Having a good summer sounds like it should be spontaneous and you should just be resting and frolicking in the sun and laying by the pool and going to the beach. But when there are a million things all year long that you have been putting off and saying, oh, I'll catch up on that in the summer, it can be really easy to overload your summer break with things that you feel like you have to do. And then you don't have a ton of time left for the things that you want to do. Or you start off doing a bunch of things that you want to do and you get to your last couple of weeks of summer and start stressing and panicking about all of the things that you felt like you should have done that now you need to spend the last two weeks of your summer frantically doing. So let's avoid all of that. Let's create balance for ourselves. Let's make sure that the things that need to get done get done, but that there is plenty of time for rest and there's no moment in your summer where you're panicking or frantically working or living at school trying to get stuff done. So I have a few tips of things that I have found that work for me on other holiday breaks and in summers of years past that I am going to implement this summer to make sure that I have a dreamy summer that is not filled to the brim with stress, but instead is filled with this sense of accomplishment that I'm getting things done, that I'm still being productive, but also that I'm resting. So here we go. Tip number one, make a summer to-do list. And when I say a summer to-do list, I know that you're thinking that doesn't sound restful. (laughs) That sounds like I'm going to have a list of things I need to get done, but you don't want to lose track of the things that you have to do. If you need your kids to go to the dentist or you need to go to a doctor's appointment or there's a home project that you've been saying for 10 months that you're going to do over the summer or you've blocked off a couple of weeks for vacations, you need to take stock of the time that's already been promised to other things and the time that you have left so that you can maximize the weeks that you don't have things going on. Something that I would highly recommend that you do, and I got this from um, Truth For Teachers, that podcast by Angela, a while ago. Um, But I would highly recommend that you try to block off one week of your summer for all of the appointments. If you can, just start calling around to the doctor's offices and be like, hey, I know we have this appointment in July, 
but I'm already taking all of my kids to the dentist and for their annual checkups in this week in June. Could you get me in to an appointment in this week in June too? Just so you just have one week that's doctor and dentist week and all of the physicals, all of the checkups, all of the things are just done in a week and you're not having a bunch of weeks of your summer interrupted by, oh, I've got an appointment that Tuesday morning. And you really have weeks that are solely for relaxation and weeks where you're checking all of those logistical things off of the list. But whatever the case is, however you can schedule it, do write down what is happening this summer so that you can take inventory of the time that you're going to have left for yourself. So travel, vacation is fun, but but vacation is work. So vacation weeks, although you're going to have a blast while you're there, do create some Um, some amount of work for you as far as packing, getting ready, coming home, cleaning, doing laundry. So you want to block off that time so you know, okay, this is not going to be downtime. That week after vacation is not downtime. I don't have that week or that day. Um, And then take stock of the time that you have left. Tip number two, condense your classroom work time. Now, I don't know that I have to tell many teachers how beneficial this is, (laughs) but If there are things that you want to get done in your classroom for next year and it's on your list, pick a block of time. I highly recommend doing things a couple of weeks before the school year starts, like having a hard break after the school year ends and just resting for a good long time. And then a couple of weeks before the school year starts again, starting to ramp up, turn your attention back to school after you've had the time to rejuvenate and relax. Some people prefer knocking out a bunch of things right after the school year ends. Like you didn't feel like you were limping toward the finish line and you just want to come in and print a bunch of decor and laminate it and cut it and file it away so that in those teacher work days at the beginning of the year, you have everything printed and prepped and ready to go. More power to you. But I do recommend that it's either shortly after the school year ends, you knock out a bunch of things or shortly before it begins again, you knock out a bunch of things. I don't recommend going up to the classroom a whole bunch during the summer at intermittent random times. This this also applies to PD sessions. If you have PD that you have to do this summer, get it as early in June or as late in July as you can so that you don't have to interrupt your rest time for a random PD session that your brain is not ready to take in, right? If your brain is not in the mindset of school, a lot of that PD just kind of falls on deaf ears. Um, I actually am breaking my own advice here because I couldn't get a PD session for our new math curriculum that we're adopting next year. I couldn't get one in early June. It was already full and there were none offered in late July. So I have to go to math PD over the summer on July 12th. I cannot tell you how not excited I am about that, but it is what it is. It was the only one available and it's required because we are adopting this math curriculum. I'm I'm expected to teach it the first week of school. I had to go to training on it. It was not optional, but the date is not making me happy because what's going to happen is I'm going to have to sit there and I'm going to have to turn on all of those parts of my brain that think about school and teaching a couple of weeks before I'm really ready to. So I'm going to be in there having conversations and brainstorming and thinking about how to set up my classroom and I'm not going to be ready. The way I'm going to make the best of that situation is I'm going to take a lot of notes for myself that I will promise that like, okay, I'm going to take the notes today and then I'm going to put those notes away and I'm going to look back at them when the school year's starting again. And I want to think about how I'm going to set up my math stations or whatever to best match this curriculum. But I am not going to try to, or I'm going to try really hard to not let this math PD on July 12th 
spur a bunch of projects for myself that I'm like, oh, I need to make new math rotation charts and I want to make new math centers and I want to blah, 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 blah. I don't want to start doing that early in July. I don't want to be robbed in my summer a couple weeks before I'm ready. So if you have the option to save PD for closer to when the school year begins, I think that that's best because then when you get all of those creative strokes of like, oh, well, this PD makes me think that I want to do this in my classroom next year, then you're already kind of in that state of mind and it's not robbing you of rest time. So condensed classroom work time and PD time to set blocks of time in the summer so that you're not constantly starting and stopping school mode. I think that that helps us feel more rested overall. The next tip is to relax. Duh, right? (laughs) If I'm telling you to relax, you're like, okay, yeah, great. I'm going to try my best, but no promises, especially if you're a mother and you have small children at home or big children that are in camps or conditioning or, you know, games and practice and they're going all over the place all summer. Relaxing is not something that comes intuitively or naturally to so many of us because there are always things to be done, which is why I added it to the list. Of course, we should be relaxing over the summer, but just because you're not teaching for two months doesn't mean that you'll be sitting with your feet up. If you're like me, you have kids at home, you own a house, you've got a spouse, maybe you have a sick parent, a tough financial situation that requires you to get a second job this summer, or any other number of tough situations, it means that relaxation has to be planned for. And maybe you've never thought about that before, that, oh, If I want to actually rest this summer and relax, just not showing up for school every day is not going to be enough. You have to plan relaxation time. If you don't actively plan to do something that re-energizes you regularly this summer, you will not feel feel re-energized when it's over. So to achieve true relaxation, you need to be engaged in something that takes your mind off of your stress. This could be something that engages your brain, like reading, going on a coffee date with a friend, a movie date with your spouse, or just with yourself, etc. Or maybe engaging your body in relaxation, like a pool day, a yoga class, a spa day. And there's, there's no reason why those things have to be contained to one day, obviously. If going to the spa a few times this summer will help you recharge, plan it. If going to the pool once a week will help you, plan on doing it, right? Whatever helps you completely unplug, unwind, take your mind and your body off of the stress that's in your personal life, as well as maybe your professional life, make time for it. Because for me personally, not showing up to school will take some of the stress off of my plate, but it will not take all of it. My personal life is plenty stressful. So I think so often we count down the days till summer because we like, we tell ourselves like, well, we don't have to show up here every day for two months, which is a break in and of itself, but it doesn't mean that we're actually going to relax. You have to make the time to unplug from the other stress in your life to really feel rejuvenated. And that's what we're going for when we come back to teach. If you take a break from teaching, but you spend all summer working or you spend all summer like wrangling your own kids, you're going to come back for another school year just feeling like, oh my gosh, I didn't have a second to myself. So make sure you budget in those seconds for yourself. And then finally, create a routine to meet goals if you are setting goals for yourself this summer. So summer doesn't feel like a great time to set goals or create routines, but I am of the mindset that eight weeks is a long time 
And if you really think about who you want to be at the end of summer, you can make great changes for yourself for the better that will set you up for success in your next school year if you plan on it. Now, a lot of us, when we are leaving school and we're like, oh, I get two months off or two and a half months off or however long you get, we picture ourselves exercising and grilling healthy meals and like, oh, I'm going to be so fit by the time summer's over or I'm going to be so rested or I'm going to have read this many number of books or I am going to see my friends this many number of times. All of the things that we didn't do during the school year. If you really plan on doing those things and you really see yourself at the end of summer as somebody who has an exercise routine that you're going to carry into the next school year or somebody who cooks healthy meals and you're going to continue that habit over the school year or someone who regularly makes time for friends or someone who finishes books, then you need to create a routine around it. New habits are not formed on accident. So if this summer to you represents like a reset in some of the habits that you formed over the school year and you are looking to create some new habits and some new routines, then do that. Feeling totally ready for a new year feels like an insurmountable goal these days with everything that we have on our plates as teachers. But it's possible to make great strides towards a new goal or a new habit over the summer. On top of the relaxation that you need and getting a mental break from school, you can work on something that you want to make better in your own life. Choose a small goal and create an easy routine that works it in. This may be that you want to read more or you want to walk each day. Maybe it's something more ambitious, but it doesn't have to be. Think about how you feel when you do something that's good for you. How do you feel when you get a workout in or drink enough water? It boosts your self-esteem, your self-talk, your willingness to try something else that's good for you, etc., etc. Start small and establish a daily habit that can ta- you can take into the school year with you. That will make you feel recharged and like the kind of person who has the tools to tackle another year, not someone who has been completely depleted and done nothing for themselves for two months and now has to spend another 10 months pouring into other people all over again. So if you're examining your personal life and you're going, I need to be better at that this summer, I'll do it this summer. Don't think that it's going to happen by accident. If you are wanting to take better care of yourself, if you want to start a meditation or a gratitude habit, you want to join a small group at your church, you want to join a book club in your neighborhood, summer is a great time to do it, but it will not just fall in your lap. You have to choose to show up for yourself. And the best way that I recommend doing that is creating a routine. Set an alarm on your phone that this is the time I'm going to go for a walk, or I'm going to read every single morning for 20 minutes before my kids wake up, or I am going to do that skincare to take better care of my skin that I've been wanting to do, but I've been falling asleep with my makeup on every night. Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be completely life-changing, but one step towards taking better care of yourself will inspire other steps. So if you have put yourself on the back burner for an entire school year, you can totally change that this summer if you plan on it. So to recap my four goals, I'm going to make a summer must-do list so that I know what has to get done this summer and I can take inventory of the time I have left so that I know that I can fill that time with things that I enjoy. I'm going to condense my classroom work time as much as it is in my control. Obviously, I've got that annoying PD on July 12th, but the rest of the time that I spend working on school stuff is going to be condensed to shortly after the school year ends or right before it begins as opposed to spread out through the whole summer so that I can really turn off my teacher brain for long stretches of time. 
I am going to relax by planning on relaxing. I am going to budget in the time to take myself to the pool or um, go on those long walks or read books. I've got a whole summer reading list for myself personally, nothing to do with school, just novels I want to read. I'm going to make a plan to do that. I'm going to make sure that I cut myself off from whatever I'm doing every day at some point and I'm going to read because it's important to me and it helps my brain check out of my daily stresses and plug into something that relaxes me. And then for goals that I have for myself, like I want to run more, I want to feed my family healthier meals, I'm going to create routines around that. We are going to grocery shop the same day every week for healthy produce. We are going to um, make space for mom to go for a walk every day by herself or for a run. There are going to be things I'm going to say at this time every week or every day this summer, I'm going to do X so that it becomes a habit and I can take it with me into the next school year. All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope that you guys have the best summers ever, that you feel recharged and rested before you tackle another school year next fall. So cheers to us for almost or maybe already making it through another school year. We are rock stars and now it's time to take care of ourselves. Have a great week, everybody. Mm -hmm.